episode of it's not that bad podcast i am fern here with dom what's up you know what is up dom what is up it's a new image of the fucking black hole black hole hell yeah you yeah. see that shit yes god damn it's so magical and i i legit woke up like at six something in the morning so i could watch that first fucking image strange it's not strange. It's strange, beautiful. Strange when you wake up early to... Hmm. There was like a whole live stream about how they how they went about it. Like, you know, um, what you're going to... What you're seeing, what it what it means. Like, you know what I'm talking... You know, like, yeah. you go through all that stuff and it's just like... Well, yeah, and I was watching a... Um, damn. A video, like, them explaining, like, the image of the black hole. It's kind of crazy. Like, it, you don't, like... It just it, it's one of those things where it's like it's awe-inspiring but it's also terrifying when you actually think about what yeah. a black hole is and if you were to be like absorbed well, into one. Well that's what I was trying to explain to someone where it's like yeah it just looks like a little like thing and it's like but see here's the thing is we only speculated that they existed mm-hmm. and then people would assume that because of these characteristics and and this like region of space that that had to be a black hole, but we never actually had an image like, you know what I mean? Like we never mm. had that that yeah. chance to actually sell, like see that. Oh yeah, obviously that's a black hole. Yeah, and so technically, what we knew as a black hole wasn't a hundred percent. So but all theoretical. This and technically to a point, it's still somewhat yeah. theoretical. But yeah. but now this is like evidence of like. No, that's a fucking black hole. Like that is a legit thing, and and you and yeah, you're right. Like it can be underwhelming, but I guess for like people like us who like you know listen to <laughs> yeah many a nerd talk about <laughs> space, it's like it's it's insane. I don't know. I just I I don't know. It just made me feel like I know I'm never gonna be able to. To get on a spaceship and fly through the stars, but at least I've seen a black hole. If that makes any sense. This is the fucking news. So Netflix is in talks to buy a theater. So then you know, hopefully they could you know dunk on the Oscars and be like, not on with that backlash. You know what I mean? Ooh, Steven Spielberg, you can just go take yourself and your gremlins and your Back to the Futures and get out of here because Netflix is going to sweep the Oscars because they finally got a theater because they're looking to buy um, the Egyptian theater in um, L.A. So then they can be like, yo, Amazon, I see what you're doing. We're going to do the same thing. They can finally have their own little Hollywood premiere. They can leave it in there, and then they can be like, what are you going to do now? Tell, change the rules even further, huh? You're going to move the po- the post even further, Steven Spielberg? Um, is a theater like a normal movie theater? No. It's built kind of like the Al Capitan um, and Chinese theater. So, no, it's got one one theater. But still, that's, that's pretty cool, though, right? Like, that Netflix would be like, yo, we're going to get ahead of this thing, and we're going we're gonna to show them yeah. up. Take that. Helen Mirren. I think it's cool. I think it, I mean, it's probably, it's more of a novelty for them, but it's also like a pawn in their chess game because obviously you're right. They can do it to where Steven Spielberg and all these other people are saying like, well, this is what we want for, you know, being able to say that, you know, you can be nominated, blah, 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 right? Mm. Well, owning a movie theater like this, like, uh, sure, it's the name and, like, whatever, cool, whatever, blah, blah. But also, think about, I mean, think about if we did this a while ago and Roma was put into that theater and maybe they would probably only have operations, like, what, like, in the middle of the day before it got too late, so you could probably show, like, three, four showings a day. Yeah. And let, let's just say, like, there was a, uh, uh, somewhere in the rules where it says that 
oh, you have to have a movie in a movie theater showing for at least four weeks. They could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And exactly. Yeah, maybe for them it's not a huge moneymaker, but I'm assuming that the novelty of seeing Roma in a movie theater like that, like maybe that would help like tourists and stuff or i mean um, i'd go see like some of this like netflix stuff in like theaters yeah or, or you know they could do a lot of a lot of different things there um <clears throat> obviously they would they could do more premieres yeah not even for let's say they're not even trying to do it for movies that they think are going to be oscar nominated but more of like the girl from Game of Thrones is doing a, a movie on Netflix, and oh, we have this cool premiere, and there's a red carpet, and we're having all this fun stuff, and blah blah blah. And you know what I mean? I think it would come off more like a, a novelty to oh, we're seeing <laughs> we're seeing the opening or the um, season premiere of Stranger Things, you know, at the was it Egyptian? Something? Yeah, Grauman's Egyptian Theater. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's. Cool. I mean, you could wait like a week or a couple of days, but yeah, that's oh, fine. You know what I mean? They they could probably do a bunch of shit like that. Like, uh, I wish I kind of wish they would have they would have did something a little bit cooler where they actually yeah. got like a like a, a real movie or even like partner with a movie theater. That'd be cool. Like a Harkins. Yeah, or like a or like a, Roadhouse. Yeah, or like know, a Harkins. Or, or like a Harkins. Or yeah. maybe uh, even a... a Harkins. Harkins. You know what I mean? Because at least with Harkins, it's small enough yeah. to where I feel like they could work with it. Because what? Harkins only has a reach of what? Like three states or something like that? It's... Okay, so if you're here in Arizona, you know that. So it's here in Arizona. It's in California. We know that there's like, there's like two or three, right? Yeah. And then... Colorado. Colorado. Okay, it is Colorado. And yeah. I know, te- I think Texas has, oh, okay. I think Texas has like one or two. Yeah. Imagine, right? Yeah. Imagine that where, I mean, even with someone like us, it's like you go, oh yeah, did you see that Harkins is showing whatever movie it is? And it's like, oh, we have nothing to do. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So I think that would be a little, would have been a little bit cooler, and, and who knows? Maybe in the future that could be something. But as of right now, I think the idea that they had with buying this is more of like a, hey, let's kill two birds with one stone. We yeah. can we can still do our own premieres and have a real Hollywood premiere, but also we can do fun stuff with it. Oh, hey, this weekend it's blah blah blah. Like go to the Egyptian theater, and you could see. These Netflix movies for five dollars plus whatever you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, and like like a, it's like we were uh, just like we we're saying like it's it's good of them for them to do this because because just look at it like this. What if the what if the Oscar the cat like the um, the governor the board of governors they actually do like they don't listen to the will of the people you know just like you know like politics in general wow that's so weird (laughs) they don't listen to like the way that everyone else is saying like hey stop listening to these old like white people who are in charge wow this sounds like sounds just like congress anyways yeah like what happens if they do put in that that role right where it's like oh it it has to be in a theater like to to kind of skirt like they it's like oh see we're not banning um streaming services outright but like it's their way of doing it without having to do it. Yeah. But like Netflix and Amazon, obviously they were like, yeah, but we have the like we we put our movies in theaters, so like you're little we we found a loophole. Yeah. And and that's and I think that's what I was saying it would be interesting to yeah. see what would happen in the future if they're like, but it has to be in more than thirty five theaters, and and at least like twenty seven states. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and has to has to be in those those theaters and those states for a minimum of, of at least a month. Yeah, oh, and the showing times have to be at least from eleven to uh, seven. And and no no special engagements. You can't use gift certificates. <laughs> also, um, some other thing that I'm going to throw a wrench in. It's in here. We just, I 
but we don't have time to read it. Anyways, <laughs> that those are the rules. Yeah, I don't, I don't know it. That if, but we're, we're like we were saying, if that did happen, then mm. it's like okay, now you know how to be unfair. Mm. But I guess we'll we'll see. Who knows? The Simpsons bosses would rather cancel their show than alter their obviously their legacy after the Disney merger, because you know how. Disney's gone around like Pac-Man, and it's like, bop, 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 and like, oh, here comes Marvel, up oh, here, oh, actually, wait, as first, first it's like, here comes Pixar, up oh, here comes Marvel, oop, there comes Star Wars, uh, now comes um, 20th Century Fox, and it's like, I just imagine like a snake, like having to unhinge its jaw to like swallow a whole um, cantaloupe. But yeah, no, it's just like, I can understand if this was like 1995 or six, right? Where it's like, man, the, the, the Simpsons are so edgy. Like, yeah, maybe they, they may be, and they're like fifth, sixth season now. But like, this is like the good prime Simpsons where it's like, man, they, they know how to push the bounds. Like, that's when I'd say, yeah, like I wouldn't, like I'd stand up to Disney, like if I could, right? But here we are. I don't know how many years, 30 years later since it started. And it's like, okay, I feel like you've been past your prime for a while where it's like, I don't know what legacy. After South Park debuted? Yes. Yeah, basically. You know what I mean? It's like, like this is your hill that you're like, oh, this is where we're dying on. They're literally sitting on a dead horse like, we won't stand for this. Hiya. Hiya! Why isn't it going? And not to say like we we hate the Simpsons or anything because we love the Simpsons, and we've said this before, but we really love like going back and watching like older episodes of the Simpsons. I mean, we haven't stayed up to date on like current stuff. I think it's the stupidest thing to do, and that's not it's not me like being like sell your soul to Disney. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> Do it. No, it's just more of like this doesn't make it. It it, it would be completely different <clears throat> if this was the Scientology Network buying it. Yeah. Although I think the girl who does Bart's voice is a Scientologist, anyways. So. Oh my god. But that- you know, but you know what I mean. Like that would be that would be it because she's like, no, guys, this is gonna be the best thing ever, and it's like. Mm-hmm. No. no, but it, it's just, it's just, yeah, I get it. It's Disney and they're just, they're making this huge conglomerate of like, we're going to entertain you and you're going to like it. But the thing is, is that the Simpsons aren't exactly what they imagine themselves to be. And and the situation isn't exactly what it what they think it is because it's not like Disney's gonna come in and say okay you can't make this joke you can't make this joke because guess what literally every single joke they make people make every single day in other shows and it's kind of considered the normal now we were talking about it before how remember when oh what was it that one like huh, Hill Street Blues was it some Blue Lies I don't know whatever the sh- no. Oh no! Um, the one that said the sh- the shit for the first time. Yeah, hold on. It's um, NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue, and that was a big deal. But South Park, yeah, made it <laughs> made a whole episode about how big of a deal it was, quote unquote, big deal. And they said like shit a thousand uh-huh. times, right? Is yeah, something like that. But the their whole. But what I love is that they they do it because not to be so crass, but so. To prove a point, like yeah. it's a word. Like you're you're not le- allowing a word to be said, and like when you say it so many times, it's like does it even have a meaning anymore? Yeah. And you know what? I think that it wouldn't be such an irritating thing if Seth MacFarlane said this, because you could be like, yeah. okay, I get it, because he's known to push the boundaries. Yeah, and. Yeah, I could see I could see him be more worried that oh I feel like they're just gonna censor me now because I'm not uh, kid friendly and it's like I get it I do I totally get it uh, 
but they aren't him. This isn't that situation. They literally have no reason to feel that way. And it's so it's so weird and somewhat awkward because it's like it's like having to sit down with the Simpsons and be like, I feel like no one's talked to you for the last ten years. <laughs> and um and I'm sorry, and I really am. But um I think we need to get caught up to date and you need to, to learn a, a little bit of what's going on because um I don't want to say you're delusional, but if the shoe fits... Yeah, but eat my shorts. It's like, dude, just... This isn't the battle you want. Mm-mm. Like, the, and, and, we, and I think the sad part about it is if, if this really goes through, and they're like, yeah, fuck this, we're not going to whatever, and Simpsons get, since Simpsons get canceled, I think... It's more of going to be like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. So did the Rick and Morty come out? Yeah, I don't know. Because I, <laughs> I don't have... Yeah. Cartoon, you know what I mean? Like, I think that even though I feel like they probably do have an audience, that the majority of their audience that knows The Simpsons as being, like, godly are are the people that kind of were there, then they gave up. and in, And not in a bad way, just... They remember The Simpsons for being that Simpsons in the 90s and the early 2000s. And that for them, that's it. And The Simpsons can continue and it's fine. But like, who's really going to care that new Simpsons episodes are going to come on? Yeah. And it's going to be like, dude, you got rid of Futurama. Mm. You try to do some weird shit on, on Netflix. It didn't work. And now you're killing The Simpsons all because you have some weird idea that you're like the most anarchist cartoon drawer out there like no calm down dude there he's like matt groining groining whatever he's already what like 70 something i'm just joking i don't know but he's old so it's like and i get it like yeah yeah like no matter what like age just a number like you stick to your like your roots man like punk rock right but like at the same time it's like when your show is literally like not considered like edgy because your your take on edgy was like eat my shorts, I think the time has come where you should kind of move aside for other people a little bit. Yeah, and maybe that's what he's gonna do. Maybe even though he it's not him doing it on purpose because he's gonna quit making the show because like you know he's. He wants to he he wants to just be that martyr for literally no one, but <clears throat> it's just weird. It's a weird situation. Um, it it'd be sad to see them go. Yeah, but it wouldn't be hard yeah. to say goodbye. Yeah. You've run from foster homes in six counties. I can take care of myself. When you're eighteen. Give these people a chance, because that's what they're giving you. This is Billy Batson. Make sure you make him feel at home. They seem nice, but don't buy it. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. Dude, just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why so dark? You're a disabled foster kid. You've got it all. If you could have one superpower, what would you pick? Everybody chooses flight. You know why? So they can fly away from this conversation. No, because heroes fly. What, you need your fake family to stand up for you? Hey. Man, sorry about that. Go, go, go! Grab it! Get out the way! Bailey Bats. I choose you as champion. Hello? Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say okay! Shazam? Ah, ah. This means Billy!
Why? What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. AM to the BM, BM to the AM. You have super strength. BM, you just got Can you fly? If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes. If I quit this season, Whoa. I still be Mercedes. You okay? Why are you talking? Oh. Sit down. You know, I don't think that's gonna buff out. Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. What the hell? You're like a bad guy, right? Gentlemen! You have bullet immunity! I'm bulletproof. <laughs> You're dead. Sorry about your window, but night. you're welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. Twenty nineteen Shazam breathes new life into the DCEU. Written by Henry Gaiden and directed by David F. Sandberg. In a world where Batman and Superman exist, would you have what it takes to be the next superhero? 14-year-old Billy Batson, played by Asher Angel, has been in and out of foster care for years. Separated at a fair when he was young, Billy has been on a non-stop mission to find his mother. Escaping and running away time and time again, Victor and Rosa Vasquez, two former foster kids themselves, bring Billy into their household, hoping to give him a forever home. Billy isn't the only one who lives in the house. As Victor and Rosa introduce him to the family, consisting of Mary, Pedro, Eugene, Darla, and his new roommate, Freddie, played by Jack Dylan Grazer. The next day at school, Freddie is met outside by bullies, but before it can go too far, Billy steps in by fighting the two, making chase as soon as they get up. After the chase leads them to the subway, something strange occurs, and Billy is transported somewhere strange. Now in the Rock of Eternity, he spots an old man lying almost dead-like. It's the wizard Shazam, who after being attacked by Dr. Thaddeus Savannah, played by Mark Strong, tells Billy that he released the seven deadly sins into the world, and he's the only one who can defeat them. By holding his staff and calling his name out loud, Billy's transformed into the champion of eternity. But now inside of a much older, much stronger body, Billy is sent back to Earth with no idea of what to do. So he calls for Freddy to help, whose household thinks Billy just ran away. But after everyone goes to sleep, he meets the transformed Billy. As the two try to figure out what happened, and after beating off two armed robbers, the two spend the next few weeks trying to find out what powers he has, also filming and uploading videos into the internet. After making waves as Philly's first superhero, Dr. Savannah is told by one of the seven deadly sins that he needs to destroy the champion of eternity before his powers get too strong. So he does exactly that, finding Billy outside after saving a bus from falling off a freeway. After a short but hard-hitting fight, the two find themselves inside a mall, with Billy scared of the power that Dr. Savannah has. He turns back into 14-year-old Billy. But by luck, Dr. Savannah spots Freddy and forces him to take him to Billy. Once Billy makes his way home, he's met by his foster brothers and sisters. As they give him the real information on what the whereabouts of his birth mother, without a second thought, Billy runs out and heads to the address. As he's gone, Freddy shows up with Dr. Savannah as he holds the family hostage until Billy comes back. On the other side of the city, Billy introduces himself, but instead of the warm embrace, his birth mother tells him the truth. She lets him know that after she lost him, she did spot him with an officer, but instead of going to him, she just left, and hopes that he'll have a better life, saying that she was far too young, and without having a dad around, it was far too hard to keep him and said it was for the best for both of them. Not even remembering the little compass she gave him when he was little, Billy heads back home but only finds his siblings are being held captive. After agreeing to give up his powers, the two make their way back to the Rock of Eternity. Before anything can happen, the other kids show up as well. Walking through the open door, catching Dr. Savannah off guard, the group runs away and Billy is able to send them back home. But now at the fair, the group tries to hide. But it's too late, as Dr. Savannah unleashes six of the seven deadly sins, and the kids do their best to make chase. Before things can get worse, 
Billy remembers what Shazam said, forcing his brothers and sisters to hold the staff he held and telling them to say Shazam's name like he did. Now, Billy's not the only one, as they form the Shazam family. As the group decimates the deadly sins, and Billy and Dr. Sinlana fly away and fight all around the city. After fighting for a while, Billy knows he has to get that last sin out of Dr. Sinlana's body. So on top of a building, Billy tricks Envy to leave his body, before transforming once again and obliterating it, making Dr. Sinlana vulnerable. Once he gets a hold of him, he takes the Eye of Sin back, forcing the seven deadly sins back and encasing them in stone at the Rock of Eternity. But even with all the power he has, Billy is just happy to call his new brothers and sisters family and the house his own home. Shazam! That's because it has, uh, what you call it. What do you think about it? Shazam. Um, well, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, okay, so let, let's start from the beginning. I never saw Man Steel. Batman vs. Superman was like, meh, it has good moments, right, here and there. Then Suicide Squad, and I'm like, oh, God. And then, like, you see Wonder Woman, and you're like, okay, right? You're like, I get what you're kind of going for. And then you see Justice League, and you're like, okay. <laughs> then you see Aquaman, and you're like, see, you could be doing things a little bit better like this. Now we get to Shazam, right? And I'm like, oh, God. Well, see, why haven't you been doing this the whole time? God damn it. Like, this is so good. Like, it's like, this is this is exactly what you want from, like, a superhero, like, comic book movie. They got it so right. Like, finally, it took them, what, ten movies? <laughs> <laughs> it feels good to see something... That is pre- produced by like the DCU, DC movie studio, whatever, and leave the the movie not trying to make excuses why it's good mm, or yeah. why yeah it's fine. There's only oh you know whatever, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it was nice to be like hey that was a really good movie. Yeah, I like that movie a yeah. lot. Like it's so good. It's like I was telling my roommate because he's like super into DC and he he doesn't sit there and defend it, but he just kind of is like, yeah, like I really like it. And it's like you need to go see it. Like like this got me excited. I was like, I need to see this movie again. Like it was so good. Like just like oh, he's like Shazam, and it's like it's exactly what you would think. Like a little like Zachary Levi, like he plays like if he were a kid in this adult's butt. Like you know what I mean? Like he played it perfect. He knew exactly what to do. Like he got everything right, and like even just like the the kid, the child actors too. They're pretty good. Yeah, I've been um, I've actually been a Zachary Levi fan for a very long time, and people say, "How is that possible?" Yeah, he, he he hasn't been in anything, and I'm like, "Yeah, he was." <sighs> he's been in a lot of stuff. It's just like it's not. He's not well known for it. <laughs> just, just, don't don't make me do this. But um, no, me and my sister have been a fan of his for a while and he I'll, I'll be honest he never seemed like he would be that star actor so when he got this movie i think that was partially it i think it's partially like this movie has to be pretty good i mean yeah <laughs> has, i mean it has to be somewhat good but just from from me knowing him me knowing how he acts and and, and everything i was i was hoping for something good uh, but I'll admit, like, this is far beyond what I ever thought I'd get from the movie, from these people, from any a- anything DCU related. And, and like we've said before, it's not because we hate DC. It's no. just because they've constantly fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> and this movie was the first time where it wasn't a fuck up. It was like, mm. hey, this is like a really good origin story movie. And it wasn't one of your big three. Your Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Interesting. And yeah, it's it must be frustrating to <laughs> to have invested so much time and money into this DC movie verse, and now people are saying, "Oh, this is good. This is a this is a good start to like you know something." And it's like, now we started 
years ago. It's like, oh. oh, you mean like, oh yeah, a year ago with Aquaman, right? <laughs> no. That was the end of last year. Um, not exactly. Oh, well, Wonder Woman too. So that was like a few years ago, right? So hey, yeah, but keep going back to what? Let's just leave it like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it it made sense, and, <laughs> and I'd say that in a way of like. There's magic and warlocks and whatever. You didn't have to overanalyze anything. You didn't have to wonder about so-and-so. And I think that the reason why we always talk about D or uh, Marvel beating DC and Marvel making these movies and DC having trouble, it's because it's not that DC looked at all these Marvel movies and were like, Oh, now we have this formula. Let's make it. I think it finally clicked in their head that, oh, Marvel's making these comic book movies from about comic book heroes, and they're making it very comic book feeling, like this this essence of like this is a comic book movie, and I think that's what <clears throat> I think that's what Marvel movies have always had and continue to have and just got better and better and better they had a certain like wow factor to them like when you're reading comics like that was the one thing that i always heard about people when they read comics they're like oh it's so fat it's like it's so fantastic it's so like oh man this is happening and this is happening and like oh i'm i'm so taken back by this comic like this is sucking me in Marvel did that with their movies, mm. where you're like, oh, what? Oh, you're showing me this now? No, this is so crazy. Oh, my God, that's just like in the comics. And it just made you feel like, yeah, this is entertaining. This is fun. DC started off with like, oh, it's a different take on a superhero, but... I mean, it's better than Superman Returns, so I guess I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> and they continued down this like certain feel of like they're taking these comic book characters and they're making a, a different feel, everything to it. And then it didn't work, and so they were like, okay, let's take these exact same people and characters and let's just change them. And it's like, yeah, but then you're telling me that all of this exists in the same universe, and those are the same characters, but they're not the same. They're, they're, they are the same person, but now they don't act the same. But even though they would be m more so like they... I'm confused. What's happening? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm like... That's where... I think that's where it really, really fucked up. Because for me, I have no problem with Man of Steel. I know why people did. It's understandable. But what DC was doing at the time... Before they even knew they were going to connect any other movies. It was like, okay, that's just a Superman in yeah. this universe. Then they continued. And they started doing this like more dark and kind of gritty. But not like super like dark and gritty realistic like Christopher Nolan. But like still like kind of fantastic. Because like, you know, he has powers. And it was like, I... Yeah, but see, you're not you're not giving me the the Batman versus Superman that I want. You're not giving me the the R-rated Suicide Squad. You're giving me these type of movies worked in with a friendly comic book housing and it's it's just not working. And yet, but you're still trying to sell this universe to me. And now I'm confused because, because I just thought maybe this is like how we can do these like more dark and stories of superheroes. But yeah, Logan just came out and that's really good. And, and Deadpool just came out and that's really vulgar. So, um, <clears throat> what are you guys doing here exactly? Mm. And here's the thing is like, I think people have said many times before that we overanalyzed it, but it's like, this is how we felt in real time. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember walking out of Suicide Squad and be like, this is a piece of shit. Yeah. Like a legit piece of shit. I don't know. I would say Suzanne is pretty damn perfect. Yeah. Um, 
And the the best part about it was early on, I think what really like stopped me from from going one hundred percent was that they said that oh, Black Adam's gonna be in Justice League two as a main villain. It was like, but you're making a Shazam movie. Why I don't get so why don't you because he is but then that's not so then where is gonna who yeah huh so wait so shazam so then who's shazam teaming up with i mean shazam who's black adam teaming up with because you can't make black adam that strong and that that the justice league has to take him down like it made more sense when it was like even well, I think they, well, here, it's like here's where I think they kind of get away with it a little bit is that they they pretty hard say that magic can beat magic. Oh nothing yeah, else. So I think they're gonna work on like oh, like you know Superman what? can't take him on fully because yeah, he's not magic. Yeah, well, yeah, because Superman also one of his weaknesses is magic. Which and, I was like, that's I, that was something I barely loved. learned like a few years ago, and I was like, that's pretty badass. If we just, if we look past the connection to DCU and all the problems before and after, because we feel like we talk about it a lot, let's just get down to the movie and just admit that you're right. The characters are great. The actors are great. The story yeah. was something that <clears throat> I didn't really think twice about when leaving it. It was like, oh, yeah, of course that the guy would do that and this and that and this and this and you know what I mean? It was just yeah. like, yeah, of course. Like this is a this is a perfect beginning story to to the Shazam world to yeah. the just whatever Shazam no, I can't, being in there. I can't wait to see Shazam too. Um, a literal electric boogaloo. Yeah, but I was gonna say, just to see um, what's his name, Mister Mind, the little caterpillar guy. Like that'd be just so cool. Just like just to see what and, they do. With and that. yeah, and I think that. I think the fact that they <clears throat> they decided like, hey, let's get a little weird, let's get a little crazy, like yeah. open the doors to the different dimensions. That's why it's 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 so good because it's like, you know what? This is how you do Guardians of the Galaxy ish, but without having to fully like copy them. It's like, so you got to throw in something in there where people are gonna be like, huh? But it's like it's wacky, but like that makes it interesting. Yeah, you know, and you know what's even funnier, or well. What is it funnier? But is it funnier? Is that the reason why I love Guardians is that it was not only amazing to look at, but the story and the the characters, and it made me laugh really loud. This movie honestly wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be, mm. and that doesn't go against it at all. No. Because it's funny in the sense of like, a fourteen-year-old making like a dumb joke, yeah. like a like a you know you would imagine. Yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't Guardians in a way that it was like, oh, that's pretty naughty. It was yeah. more of like, yeah, this, this these are the jokes that they would make, <laughs> um, like the the whole like say my name, Billy. He's like not that one, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but like. See, I th- and I think that that just proves like how well this movie was put together when yeah. something like that, when the comedy isn't exactly what I would have imagined it to be, but it isn't a, in like a negative way tanking the movie. You know what I mean? That's like it's true. just, it's just, it all fits. It's all, it it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be in this Shazam world, in this Billy Batson is Shazam universe, you know? Mm. And uh, I'll give it props to the fact that it did tie into the DCU, but in the slightest way possible. Like, the headlines um, talking about events and the body double at the end. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I think that that was really cool because I didn't want to see... Aquaman in here. I didn't want to see Cyborg or the Flash, and and I and I think that was a perfect because that was one thing that I know we talked about too. It's like I don't want Superman in there. Like God, please don't put Superman. Because I thought it was going to be like a he flies down and he's like, I'm Superman. Who are you? And it's like, oh, I'm Bill. I mean, I'm 
Oh, uh, was it Sparkly Fingers or yeah. whatever? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to do something dumb like that, but they didn't. So what we got was like acceptable. Yeah. Um, this is one of those movies where it's like, okay, from two people who literally lick Marvel's nutsack and tell you like how good it tastes, mm. I would say that if you're a fan of comic book movies, if you like Marvel movies... Um, if you're not a complete weirdo and just want to watch an entertaining movie, mm-hmm. sit here and watch it and, and tell me that it's not, it's not the best thing you've seen DC do. Cause if you say that, if you don't say that, then I would consider you a liar. Yes. And I would say that it <clears throat> stands strong yeah. with like, with like the Marvel movies. How we see the Marvel movies being these like, these like awesome, these like. 100% great movies they stand side by side with that I would say yeah I would say that too um, but yeah great movie back tarred so I guess this segment um, we're going to talk about um, some of our favorite shows and recommend some shows to you guys yeah this is more of a I'm going to try to go for more of like uh, shows that Dom won't watch because he's a jackass. Thank you. And he's like, we're going to watch Lost for the 18th time. It hasn't been that many times, okay? But my first recommendation, and it's a recommendation I've been recommending you for a long time Uh and for a lot of people, and I feel like it's slowly catching on, is Superstore. Oh, yeah. It is. It is basically a half an hour comedy show about a Walmart slash Target esque store called Cloud Nine. And it might be one of the funniest TV shows that we've had in a long time. Now, I know I say that a lot because I feel like there's good TV shows and there's entertaining TV shows. Like, Like, I've seen. I'm pretty caught up with like the Goldbergs, right? But it's mm-hmm. just—I think out of habit I watch it. It's still funny, but out of habit I just watch it and whatever. But it's far funnier than that. Or like uh, the Mick. The Mick was hilarious. I feel like the Mick and this are somewhat the same. Uh, the the reason being is that yeah, it kind of starts off with uh, a single centric storyline of this this guy. Who he dropped out of college and he just needs a job and this is where he ends up. Yeah. And the store is funny, it's silly, whatever, right? But now we're in the third season, maybe going on the fourth. I believe it got renewed for the next season. I don't know what the season is. Either way, it does this thing where it builds up the characters around them to now these characters can have their own story arcs and it's just as funny. So now it seems more of like an ensemble. Yeah. Before it was just, oh, it's this guy and he's like kind of douchey because like, oh, he went to college and this is just this is just a little side gig, you know, that just need to get some money. But now it's like there's there's like the Filipino guy who is like <laughs> he's like an illegal and like that's a whole thing then like the the girl she's like a 16 and pregnant girl and that's a whole thing and then their store manager he's a just completely funny character it like it just it it's so funny and and the one thing that i, I really love about this show that it hasn't stopped doing and i just i believe that it adds so much is that you know, usually you watch the shows and they kind of just cut to the next scene and they do this. Well, they have background stories going on constantly. So imagine if you have a, a, a show, right? You have the show and there's a story A and there's story B. Story A is about the um, the store manager doing something. A story B or story C is about. Uh, like the quote-unquote main character and his boss slash girlfriend now doing something else. When they cut back and forth through those things, they always show you what's going on in the store. And so, like, like it'll go from, like, Glenn making some joke and then 
all of a sudden you'll see like some chubby kid in like the cookie aisle just opening cookies and eating them, right? And it's like, <laughs> and then they'll go on. But later on in the episode, that same kid will still be there, except now like he has a literal uh, mountain of cookies just behind him opening and he's just sitting there opening. Well, everyone else in the store just passes by like it's nothing. And sometimes it's even funnier because they'll do something silly like you'll have this little chubby kid sitting there with boxes and boxes of open cookies, right? And just sitting there eating them. And you'll have some like regular customer come and they'll try to turn down the the aisle and see them in the way. Yeah. Instead of instead of like showing something or saying something, what they'll do is they'll just reach for their cookie, put it in there, and then walk away. Like they do they do funny shit like that all the time like it they do little things like that that just add to the story like it doesn't add to the story but it adds to the episode uh this is one of my favorite shows and it being on um what is it nbc i think it's easy to say like well yeah it's not gonna be a parks and rec it's not gonna be an office maybe it's not but i can tell you right now i had just as much time laughing at this show that I did with like a community or like a um, Parks and Rec. <clears throat> so 100% would definitely recommend this show. It's hilarious. And I feel like pe- more people are starting to catch on. And so, yeah. you For sure, you at least have one more season. So that's about four seasons. So yeah. yeah. check Check it out. Okay. So the first one I'll start with will be just a, a recommendation one for you, but like for everyone too. So, and I know what you're thinking. It's not what you think it is. Okay. So there's a little program called, no, I'm just joking. I'm just start with Lost. Uh, no, um, Barry. It's already on its second season. It's been like critically acclaimed. It's hilarious. But like in that like Bill Hatery kind of way where it's just, you know, he'll throw something in there like kind of ridiculous, but like you're kind of like, because there's like, it's so funny too, because there's like these like, I think they're like Eastern European like mobsters, but like they act so like ridiculous sometimes because there's the one character he'll who like he's so like americanized where he'll like say something ridiculous that all the characters have to kind of just stop and be like like look at him and he's just like what what do you what do you mean like uh, oh uh, like it's 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 so funny like and just bill Hader and um what's his name henry winkler throughout that whole show like just are so good and it gets very like dramatic too towards the end because like it's just him dealing with like hey how do i be a hitman and be an actor oh i think i can do both and it's like oh you wonder like is that what bill Hader really had to do in real life he had to just decide like should i be an actor or should i be a hitman i guess i'll be an actor but no yeah like that's one show like it like i said i haven't i haven't seen the second season so far but i heard it's really good um i think it's only got like two episodes um but yeah like the the first season is not that long either but like i would say 100 percent like go check this out if you want to see something that's funny but like also like produced really like really good just go watch it right now plus henry henry winkler won his first oh yeah what do you call it um for, for his uh first emmy golden globe because yeah i think he won for both i think i know bill Hader didn't win for the golden globe that went to michael douglas in what was it the kaminsky project or something yeah. speaking of which my next recommendation is a kaminsky project is it fuck no <clears throat> I guess one more comedy I want to throw out there, uh-huh. uh, really quick, but yeah. uh, somewhat brand new, is um, What We Do in the Shadows. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because it is based off the movie What We Do in the Shadows that came out, what, like three, four, or four years ago, something like that, four, five mm, years something ago? Something like that, yeah. Uh, same concept. <laughs> You're dealing with vampires living in modern day, but it's... And I think it's New York or New Jersey. I think I can't remember which one it is, to be completely honest. Either way, it's it's in America now. But the cool part about it is that it technically is in the same universe as the movie. Oh, 
So you still and and it has it's the same creators. It's um what's his name um Jermaine, what's his name uh Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clement. Yeah, and Taika Waititi. They're still behind it. They, you know, they're still a part of the the whole thing. So it's it still feels like that. Well, that's good. I need yeah. to start watching this. Um, and it's it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's fucking hilarious. Like if you're a fan of uh, what we do in the shadows, I'm gonna say like 100. percent The show's perfect. It's exactly it's exactly what you would imagine. You're gonna get. Plus, the cool part is that they added in like the um, psychic vampires. Is that what they call? Yeah, like empathetic vampires. Yeah, <clears throat> and that and that's a whole thing too. Like he he's just like some goofy looking white guy, but he he works in the office and it's 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 hilarious. It's and it's it literally is getting better each episode. It's still airing, I mind you. It just started a couple weeks ago. Mm. But every single episode seems to just up it once, just one more, one more, one more, one more. It's it's absolutely it's great. It's it's just it's a great fucking TV show, and I'm glad that something like that, something kind of funny and weird, would would like even though we wanted a a direct sequel and we might get one, I guess, but this would hold you over no problem. One that um, I think more people need to start watching, and I think they are, they're starting to like catch on and they're starting to be like, this is actually really great, is um, The Orville. And I guess like more recently people have been saying like, oh, like, oh, it could be an Os- Oscar. Oh, it could be nominated for like a an Emmy or a, a Golden Globe. Oh, like it's it's really good. I hear like this second season's so good, and it's like, yeah, but the first season was really good too. And like some critical like nerd is just sitting there like, no, it didn't get good until like uh, when they did Identity, the two parter, and then like I'm just like. No, it was always good from the beginning. Like I think you guys thought that the, you were gonna get something like ridiculous and wacky and out there, like Family Guy in space. But no, Seth MacFarlane, like he's actually like a true fan of like this kind of like sci-fi, where he's like, no, I don't want to just make a show that's silly. I want to actually make. I want to make Star Trek, but I just can't make Star Trek because Star Trek's already Star Trek. He he obviously has like respect for it, and he's like, I want to make my own. Like, this is what I wanted to do. And as someone who's been a fan of these, I would say, like, somewhat silly sci-fi. Like, they're not hardcore hitting, which I'll get to. Um, But from someone who's seen a lot of these type of sci-fi shows, it fits in perfect. And there's a reason why it has a fan base. It's because it's just as good as those ones. It may be labeled like a Star Trek ripoff, right? Mm. But what technically isn't a star trek ripoff that's like true. if you watch any of these fucking sci-fi uh space like oh there's this race and this and this happens they're all somewhat the same yeah some are better than others production wise whatever but nonetheless they they are pretty much the same they just offer you something a little bit different and this it fits exactly like that it offers you something a little bit different just because not only do you have someone who wants to tell a story in that that way, but also doing it with like some really funny comedy. Because you get it. Because and, and that's and that's the one thing that I love about this is he doesn't bank on the comedy. He's not trying to do the family guy voices. He's not trying to sell you on like here's a cutaway. Like it's none of it's none of those tropes. It's just him finding something funny and the situation that you're like, <laughs> yeah, like there's like we talk about all the time how there's these little they're just those little things that someone says and you're just like, yeah, yeah, because like how like, you know, what I mean, like yeah. in any other show, it's like Star Trek. It's like, oh, yes, I see that. Oh, this is this is no. I know this seems a little bit weird and we never talked about this on the show, but oh, yeah, no, this is Protocol 42. Oh, yes, of course, I know that. Even though we never talked about it on the show, we never even brought it up, and we've been on for three seasons. Of course, we know what that is. You know what I mean? Like he looks at that in that in that way. He looks at it where he's like, "Put him through. Let me tell you why you can't, sir. Sir, we're not we're not connected. Oh, we're not. 
Okay. And it just sits there for like 10 seconds. And then she's like, okay, okay we're good. We're good? Okay. Let me tell you why you're not. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Someone like me who's, a, who's like a nerd like that, I find that even more hilarious because it's like, yeah. Like, they never show that on Star Trek. They never show that on SG-1. But of course, like, you would imagine something like that would happen. And that's that, I believe, is the magic in that show. But if we're going to talk about sci-fi real quick, one show that I recently discovered that I think I told you about, but I don't think you're really interested in it, was The Expanse. Uh, I found it on Amazon Prime. And I, I think I, I tell you, like, sometimes I just get into, like, little, I just want to watch sci-fi. I just want to watch comedy. Like, I just, you know, whatever. And I just happened to see it. It was actually after... It was actually after I watched um, a show called Electric Electric Sleep or something like that. Electric Sheep. I can't remember. It's this. Uh, it's it's a it's a show where they take a bunch of like short stories from Philip K. Dick and whatever, right? And it's really good. Uh, it was a it was a I think it was like a BBC thing or whatever or Channel One or whatever. But either way. I was done watching that, and The Expanse came up, and they had the ads for the new season, and I was like, yeah, whatever. But finally, like, <laughs> after you watch so much of whatever, you're just like, yeah, okay, I'll take a look at it. And I got to tell you, like, from the beginning of uh, season one, episode one, to the, uh, I think it was like 13 episodes, so like season three, episode 13 or whatever, you get a lot. <laughs> and I understand that it's not... I'm not saying it's the greatest CG. I'm not saying like all this stuff. But for like what you got for a, like a sci-fi show, mm. it is fantastic. It it starts off in such a way where it's it's so believable. Because the, the thing is, is that they don't bank on... Oh, we're we're out in the stars and we're talking to all these different aliens. Like, no, 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 no. It's just it it takes humanity, it puts in the future, and it keeps it somewhat grounded where you would imagine where these people now Mars is like their own state. And they cl they clash with Earth because oh Earth gets everything and like Mars you just use this for our military but now like we're strong so we're gonna kick your ass but then there's also like the the quote unquote belt and you know those are kind of like this somewhat of like the slave units whatever but it it builds up this like class of like oh yeah of course of course that's how it'll turn out of course this is what would happen and things like that are just they're they're really cool like the whole idea of like you know when when you watch a space battle and it's like pew, pew, and then everything shakes and the lights change and I'm like oh no what are we gonna do the shields are down whatever no it's like <laughs> they they shoot at a ship and it's like projectiles going through the ship and it's like fuck we breached and and it's like some people get like it's it's it seems very realistic in the most sci-fi way but what i love about it is that from the first episode you're getting told this story and you think it's gonna go one way and the last episode of the last season you're like what the fuck and it just it's just it's just ama it's amazing storytelling. The acting's really good. It's it's a TVMA uh, type of show, so you know expect what you would expect with that. But um, I I absolutely love it, and I kind of hope we get another season because the way it ended, like I would say, like it's cool and somewhat ambiguous to where you can be like, oh, that's interesting. But also, it's like fuck. There's literally so much more they could do with this. Um, it'd be interesting what happens. So yeah, the expanse. Check it out. Castle Rock. That's actually a really good show, and I feel like more people need to watch it because it's not like the books, though. But that's why it's so good is because it's not trying to be like the book. It's not trying to be like anything that we've seen before, but it still connects to it in a way that I think. I think that's what every Stephen, anyone who's a fan of Stephen King, wants is yeah. Is they want like 
okay, we want to see what happened to these characters, but do we really want Stephen King to write a sequel? No, not really, because when he does, it's like <laughs> sometimes the ending aren't is not what you want. So, especially with Castle Rock, where it's like in the books, it's given such a finite ending, but then you learn like. Okay, season two is going to be kind of separate, but also connected to Castle Rock, but set in like a town that's near it. But it continues the story of another book where that has like a finite ending too, of where like, oh, the whole town was destroyed because of vampires. So it's like, so it's just, it's one of those things where it's like kind of your, your curiosity is just burning because you're like, well, what are they going to do? And it's like the same thing with this first season where it was like this character named Bill Skarsgård comes out of nowhere. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, his name's just the kid. Um, And it turns out, like, he's, like, the devil or something. And they're like, hey, you kind of look like this one guy. You should dress like this clown. He's like, that is me. All right, well, you're hired. Get off my lawn. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, like, it's just, it's so interesting, too, because, like, Sissy SpaceX character, like, because the way that they portray it is, like, her mind is moving through time. And they they play off of that so interestingly because she's every every moment every second she's not sure is she in the correct time that she's supposed to be but it's not in like a weird way where it's like oh it throws it's it's just meant to oh like things earlier when she says things and then later and like when she does like these certain things it's like oh it's because she knew or she 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 understood like oh i have to do this or i have to do that because it's going to affect this or it's going to affect that and then just like the whole parallel universes thing too it's just well i mean obviously if you know what stephen king's like whole expand like universe like parallel universes play into that so well and it's just like it's everything that she, if you're a Stephen King fan, like you should go out and watch. And if you, or even if you just like that kind of like horror, but like it's that weird like Twilight Zoney kind of thing where it's like, oh, you weren't expecting this, but like, oh, crazy type of thing. I don't know. It's a really interesting show for what it is. It does have a very Stephen King ending where you're kind of like either you're gonna like it or you're gonna hate it. But I mean. The snack season sounds pretty cool too, because it's got it's it's like misery, but like in Salem's Lot or something. I have no idea. Uh, <clears throat> just to finish off real quick uh, before we say goodbye, one I would say check out would be um, well. First of all, let me give it up for TBS because uh, if you never watch TBS or just like yeah, it's a show, they have a lot of good shit on there, and I'm talking about all day long Mm. so check that out but they recently did a show which i told you about miracle workers oh yeah premise is steve buscemi is god daniel radcliffe is an angel and god wants to destroy the earth but daniel radcliffe and his crew are like wait wait, wait. let's try to save it it's uh very short i believe it's six episodes seven episodes maybe it's not that long but it's hilarious. It's awesome. Plus, the opening, I'm pretty sure they just ripped off um, the IT crowd, the opening, because it. Watch it. You'll see. It's weird. But uh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> it was really quick, but it's really good. Check it out. It's awesome. Hilarious. I know some of you are upset because like TBS does this thing where they're like, "Oh, we renewed it for a new season." Oh, never mind. We're just going to cancel it anyways. I know you were oh renewed my it, God. but we're just going to cancel it anyways. But minus that. It's good. Check mm. it out. But yeah, uh this is just more of like a quick little, "Hey, you know, we don't really talk about TV too often." No. Um not not by choice. It's just always feel like when we do a movie or review a movie, it's like it's it's very easy as opposed to trying to sit down and review a whole season, a whole show, trying to do a you know a show or an episode by episode. It's like in the future, you know, hopefully we can figure it out. But like other than that, it's somewhat difficult. But we're not saying it's impossible. Just you know, but uh, yeah. Um, but also, we just wanted to kind of show that like even though we share very much 
very similar stuff. A lot mm. of times we don't even watch the same shows. No. And sometimes we do, but it'll just take a while. Or it's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. Or, like, did you catch up on this yet? Oh, no, I'm, like, three seasons behind. It's like, how are you three seasons behind? Because, like, three seasons ago, I just didn't watch it. <laughs> I'm, like, three seasons behind. There's only three. There's only two seasons, Dom. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Well, I'm two seasons behind. No, but, um, yeah, this is kind of more of, like, Hey, this is kind of stuff that we watch when we're not trying to watch, you know, two, three movies a week or something. So, little, little quick. Hey, hey guys, check in, check out this entertaining stuff, if you will. Um, but with that, we'll say thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you hearing us out on our recommendations, and if you also want to. I don't know, maybe tell us where we're wrong about something or how much you like it. Well, you can on our social, mm-hmm. and you can find that at intb underscore podcast. That's both Twitter and Instagram. Or email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, you can DM us, you can email us. Someone's just upset you can tag that. Tag us. Someone's upset that we actually like Shazam. So it's like, what? Oh. I hated Shazam because it was nothing like the other DC films. And here, I'll tell you why. <laughs> or, uh, oh, I listen to you guys because like you always like always love Marvel. And now you're going against Marvel for DC? Oh, shame. Shame. Calm down, okay. dude. I know. Um, Chillax. But hey, if you want to do that too, like I said, let us know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Like I said, uh, we are two weeks away from Endgame. Two? Yes, I think so. So be on the lookout for that. Um, And Game of Thrones is coming back, but we don't care. So just FYI, if you didn't know, Mm. Game of Thrones is going to be back someone soon. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. But remember, guys. As always, it's not that bad.